Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everyone. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Benabano, 
Sons of War.
Inside, through the heart of a Jew, open up its many doors, and the soul that you'll see there inside is a reflection of yours. For each soul is a part of one whole that joins us. Each other, we are all part of one another, and we have always been one. We are one since way back in time, unified. 
J.M. in the A.M. Michal Przensky here on a um, Wednesday morning broadcast. And I thank all of you for tuning in, for joining us here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, that's from the uh, Once Upon a Time album. Right? That's what it's called. Am I right? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Michal Przensky with the... <laughs> Okay, uh, Michal Brzezinski with the uh, medley entitled Forever One. Hashem Yodea, brand new from Tuvi Eichler. Naftali Kempa, brand new with the Yachtav Nigun. Dakash Al Matzav Ruach, brand new from Yoeli Dickman. Hertzka Greenfeld, literally brand new from yesterday. Song is called Chuzuk. The Ahafta, brand new Kobe Brummer. Eitan Katz and Avshalom Katz together. A son-father combination with Kishoshana, the brilliant composition by... Of Shalom Katz. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this ninth day of August, day number 22 in the month of Menachem Av. A lot of people traveling this week, a lot of people out of town, a lot of people on the road, no matter where you are, as we always tell you. We are flattered that you have brought us along. Someone said to me last night, I just, you know, I, I, I put the app on. 
and I just, you know, relax. I'm on vacation. I need to think about nothing. And the, um, the music and the programming is just so soothing and wonderful to have in the background or the foreground. So a lot of people around the world take this uh, very, very seriously like we do, and I thank you all for tuning in and making us part of your regular schedule, even when vacationing somewhere around the world. Pretty amazing. Uh, Mayor Fertigsen tomorrow. Tomorrow's my mother's yard site, uh, the 23rd of Av tonight. My mother's yard site, Esther Basar Yosef Halevi. Uh, Mayor Fertig's going to be in tomorrow. I'll be here Friday. A couple of very special guests this morning. We're going to take a close look at the organization Amatai. And I got to thank my uh, wonderful cousin, Michael Feldstein, who really encouraged us to get this on the air. We'll do it later on in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, those of you who pay careful attention to the latest Sfarim, the latest Jewish books, the latest that's coming out from Art Scroll. This is a much-anticipated project, a much-anticipated project called Kedushas Levi. Kedushas Levi, the classic work by the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev. It's translated and elucidated. The project was quarterback. The project was led uh, by general uh, editor Maisha Silk, a team of Torah scholars under his guidance and leadership have produced this incredible volume, and it's brand new. And I say volume because uh, the Vayikra Bamidbar Dvarim volume is the one that's coming out now, literally as we speak, and they'll do Bracious Mos. We'll get the exact timetable uh, when that's expected out. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. So Kedushas Levi is going to be our, uh, is, is be our uh, focus coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And that brand new safer is certainly a game changer. Um, and we'll find out why. We'll find out why Rebitzchak Levy of Berdichev was such an important figure in our history and in terms of uh, inspiring the Jewish people. Uh, more coming up. It is a JM in the AM Wednesday morning broadcast, full schedule, including Essie's Wag and the Wednesday live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And plenty more, of course, if you keep it here on NSN. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. More coming up at JM in the AM. <laughs> Shalom, Shoi 
ups and downs we call living thank you for the good times and the better times thank you for the rainy days and sunshine thank you for the journey that we're journeying for all the lessons we are learning thank you for the good times and the better times So to you I raise this cup of mine Smile shining keep the blessings coming till the cups overflowing blessing upon your head blessing upon your head Smile shining keep the blessings coming till the cups overflowing blessing upon your head for good news that we're hearing Thank you for new suits that we're wearing Thank you for good times and the better times So to you I raise this cup of mine This cup of Yeah. 
Yeshiva Boys with Chaim. Gershon Veroba and Hashem Melech. You heard Thank You done by Eighth Day. Lipa and Kaf Al Kaf. Ari Goldwag opened up that set with Biyushalayim at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and AlchemSigil.com on the AlchemSigil Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background to our news from Israel coming up. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, AlchemSigil Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Let us know where you are, where you're listening, where you're vacationing, where you're enjoying your JM and the AM broadcast for a Wednesday. Yeah, we want to know. We're here in our New Jersey studio today. We want to know where you are tuned in. Listener Tikva is listening from Israel, says Boker Tov on the app. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. גליצאל מירושלים השעה שתיים, באולפן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. בהתאם משפט השלום בירושלים שחרר את אלישע ירד את יחיאל אינדור ואלישע ירד למעצר בית החשודים ברצח הפלסטיני בבורקה ביום שישי האחרון. בבית המשפט אמר נציג המשטרה, אנחנו בודקים את האירוע בכללותו, הן כלפי הפלסטינים והן כלפי היהודים. כרגע לא מייחסים לירד ביצוע ירי, אלא רק השתתפות בפגיעה. כך נציג המשטרה שהוסיף כי בדוח הנתיחה שלאחר המוות, התקבל אתמול בשפה הערבית, עדיין לא הופקו ממנו הממצאים. ידיעה שהעביר כתבנו שחר גליק. חמישה בני אדם, ביניהם ראש ארגון פשע, נעצרו בחשד למעורבות ברצח שאירע אמש בשפרעם. הימה אבו סלאח, כדורגלן בן 20 בקבוצת הנוער של בני שפרעם, נורה למוות ברקע סכסוך בין שתי משפחות יריבות. אבו סלאח מוכר למשטרה והיה מעורב בניסיון חיסול של אזרח ערבי ישראלי בדובאי. כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל מוסיף כי על פי החשד המעורבים ברצח נמלטו לדירת מסתור בעכו. היום פשטו עליה כוחות משטרה ועצרו את החמישה. מודר יונס, יושב ראש ועד הרשויות הערביות, מאשים ביומן הצהריים כשאין תקציבים, הצעירים מידרדרים לפשע. 144 נרצחים בחברה הערבית נכון להיום. חלק מהתוכניות שאנחנו לא יכולים לממן זה תוכניות של נייר רווחה, של חיי צעירים חסרי מעש. אם אתה רוצה ללחם בטענה בארגוני הפשיעה, אתה רק מגדיל את הפשיעה, כי מחר גם אני לא יכול לשלם משכורות, והתושבים שלי ילכו לשוק השחורה בשביל שיוכלו להתקיים, ואנחנו יודעים את התוצאה. הקפאת התקציבים ברשויות הערביות, סגן יושב ראש השלטון המקומי בני ביטון מצהיר בגלי צה"ל, אגיד לשר סמוטריץ', אי אפשר להחזיק את התושבים הערבים בני ערובה. אני ארים טלפון לשר האוצר ואבקש ממנו שאין אי אפשר ללכת ולשים את, את, את התושבים כבני ערובה. אני ארים גם טלפון לראש הממשלה, אני אדבר גם עם ראש הממשלה, אז אני חושב שאין לעשות איפה ואיפה. דיווחים באיראן, בטהרן פותחה בהצלחה הטכנולוגיה לבניית טילי שיוט אלכוהוליים. עם הפרטים כתבת חדשות החוץ שחר קונוטובסקי. לפי סוכנות הידיעות תסנים, מומחים בתעשייה הביטחונית של איראן הצליחו לפתח טכנולוגיה שתאפשר למדינתם לייצר טילי שיוט אלכוהוליים בעצמה, זאת אחרי ספינות טילים לטווח ארוך שחשף חיל הים האיראני בשבוע שעבר. בהצהרה שניתנה לסוכנות נכתב, הטיל הזה, שמייצג דור חדש של טילי שיוט מתוצרת איראן, עובר כעת ניסויים. ויהווה שלב חדש ביכולת ההגנה של איראן. ומזג האוויר לסיום, ללא שינוי במידות החום. אלה החדשות שעורכת עדן לוי.
בחסות הפ...
<sighs> Shahakal done by Barry Weber. Ellie Schwebel had Shabbos Takes Me Home. You heard Anna Hashem done by Simcha Liner. Welcome to a 7 a.m. hour here on a JM in the AM Wednesday, 9th day of August, 22nd of Menachem Av. Good morning, everybody. So my niece, who is um, such an amazing devoted listener of this broadcast, and it's always heartwarming to have uh, somebody I care about like her 6,000 miles away, tuned in all the time. Yesterday provided a piece of information for me that she knew this audience would appreciate. And here's what I have to share with you. Um, Theodore Herzl was buried at the Viennese Cemetery in the district of Dublin. His remains were brought to Israel in 1949, and uh, they were buried. His remains were buried on Har Herzl, Mount Herzl in Jerusalem, which is, of course, named after him. When did this happen? It happened on the 22nd of Menachem Av. Today is the 74th year commemoration of the uh, remains of Theodore Herzl being brought from Vienna to Israel for burial. Herzl asked in his will that when the Jews establish a state, he wants to be buried there. 74 years ago, his wish was fulfilled. And there's a whole bunch of material. Oh, by the way, I wanted to play the Im Tirzu song <laughs> while I do this. Uh, since those words are synonymous with Herzl. He came to Israel in an El Al plane. After he landed, they brought him to Tel Aviv for a ceremony. And after that, they drove him to Yerushalayim for a ceremony. And of course, after that, to eventual a burial on Har Herzl, on Mount Herzl. How many people came to the funeral 74 years ago today on the 22nd of Menachem Av for the uh, funeral of the remains of Theodore Herzl, 250,000 people were at the Levaya. Pretty amazing. And it's chilling. It is chilling when you hear the words that he asked in his will that when the Jews establish a state, he wants to be buried there.
Goldwag, yes, Lee Hakol. I've got it all. Yeah. It's a good attitude to say the least, with a big thank you to the one above for giving us it all to say the least. Ninth day of August, 22nd day in the month of uh, Menachem Av. Tonight is my mother's yard site. Mayor Fertig sitting in for me tomorrow, and I appreciate it greatly. He always puts together an amazing show. Plus, rumor has it that Mark Zomik at some point is going to join Mayor Fertig. Maybe I'll even join myself as we congratulate Mark on the 300th edition of the Erev Shabbos show, which is um, going to air, of course, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday night, tomorrow night, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. 300 episodes, 300 shows, and boy, you should hear the people at Kedem at Royal Wine talk about the Erev Shabbos show. <laughs> they don't talk about JM and the AM the way they talk about the Erev Shabbos show. Uh, they are so appreciative that selection after selection after selection gets everybody in the mood for Shabbos because obviously the Erev Shabbos show is not just tomorrow night. It's also very early Friday morning, then again at 10 a.m. Friday morning, and then on the heels of that uh, comes the Erev Shabbos music mix and the final hour, all curated by Mark and all, of course, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. So we're talking about an amazing way to get ready for Shabbos, and now we get to commemorate 300 uh, for Mark Zamek. Uh, and the Erev Shabbos show. And again, a big thank you to our friends at Kedem 
who continue, like so many of our great sponsors, who continue to recommit uh, themselves to this broadcast and to this network. And I had an opportunity yesterday, actually, to show them some appreciation, and I'm glad I did. Uh, it's well-deserved, and they just uh, they, they love good, wholesome programming, and, and um, uh, in this case, you know, shows that really lift the spirits and enhance one's Erev Shabbos and eventually Shabbos, even if they're not listening, obviously, on Shabbos. So that's an amazing and incredible uh, thing to be part of. In fact, I remember years ago we spoke about, you know, on, on terrestrial radio presenting some type of Erev Shabbos show. Never came to fruition for a million reasons. Uh, cost mainly the, uh, the biggest reason. And once we got into this format, once we got into this medium of being digital, we were able to do whatever we wish. And once you start listening on Thursday night to this network, you are really, really building up all the way until candle lighting to an amazing way to go into Shabbos. And Mark Zamek, a very, very big part of that. Mazal Tov, Mark. Uh, again, Mayor Fertig uh, will be welcoming Mark to the airwaves tomorrow to commemorate 300. And I thank both of them for their incredible dedication. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb and Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi, who, as I said, her yard site is tonight, the 23rd of Menachem Av my mother's uh, eighth yard site. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Breshis, Vayar Yisrael's B'nai Yosef, and Yaakov Avinu saw the children of Yosef, Vayomer Mi'ele, and he said, Who are these? Vayomer Yosef Elaviv, and Yosef said to his fathers, Bonaihem, they are my children, Asher Nosan Elukim Bezeh, that Hashem has given to me. Bring them to me, and I will bless them. I will give them a bracha. Rashi says, Where did these children come from that are not worthy of a blessing? Rashi says, Yosef showed to Yaakov the star Erosin and the star Ksuba, the marriage contract. The Zerashimshan asked the question, why is it that he specifically chose to show to Yaakov Avinu the marriage contract? The reason is that perhaps he thought that Yosef was nichshol in an Avera, that he stumbled in sin in Mitzrayim, and maybe he didn't conduct himself properly. Because of that, there was an imperfection in his children, and they were not ro'oi, deservant of a bracha. Yosef showed the Stark Suba to tell Yaakov Avinu that he was extra careful. The Ksuba, the marriage document, which is Midrabanon, it's rabbinic in nature. He was careful even in every Dirabanon that it should be 100% according to Allah. Certainly, if he was that careful in a rabbinic mitzvah, how much more so was he careful in those sins which have a greater severity than ones that are Diorisa. With that, Yaakov Avinu blessed the children. Someone once came to me and told me that they were having problems in Sholem Bayis. I advised the husband that he should go home and he should read over the Ksuba together with his wife because the Baal Shem Tov said that it's a skula for Sholem Bayis. I got a call a few hours later. He told me they went 
and they took a look in the entire apartment. They turned it upside down. They could not find the ksuba. I told him the law is that he has to have a ksuba de erkasa, a replacement ksuba written immediately. He came back. That same day we wrote out the ksuba. The adim, the witnesses signed on it. Within the coming weeks, somehow, the situation improved and Sholem Bayes was restored. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
kein Red Milvadoi, Ephesiluso, Ephesiluso, ein Red Milvadoi, ein Red Milvadoi, Ephesiluso, Ephesiluso, ein Red Milvadoi. Hashem Elech, Hashem Olach, Hashem Yimloch, Liyohilam Boeh. Hashem Elech, Hashem Olach, Hashem Yimloch, Liyohilam Boeh. Ein Neu Milvadoi.
J.M. in the A.M. with the Shira Hadasha Boys Choir. Name of that one is Yibane. Before that, Shimmy Engel had Enod Milvado Hatov done by Yossi Green. Wednesday morning, J.M. in the A.M. Very much looking forward to speaking with uh, Rabbi Dr. Brody. I want to thank um, my amazing cousin, Michael Feldstein, who continues to make fantastic recommendations to us in terms of important people in the community that we should be speaking with. And uh, Dr. Brody, of course, goes into that category. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Brody is with us live via telephone. He is executive director of Amatai, an organization dealing with critical end-of-life issues as they intersect with Jewish law. Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Brody, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Great to be here. Thanks so much. Um, this is really a, a new iteration, so to speak, of a, uh, a classic effort 
uh, that the people at Amatai have been involved with over the years. Am I right? This is sort of an extension of the uh, category of organ donation and other things that up until this point the organization had been dealing with? Yeah, we were focused previously on organ donation, which is a hugely important topic and a life-saving one. But, you know, the issues of organ donation don't come up every day. <laughs> um, whereas the broader questions of end-of-life care and aging, or as we say, it's something that we have to deal with on a day-to-day level, level, and all of us have to confront it, whether it's for ourselves or our family members. So we, we really broaden and expand the organization now and very much focused on a lot of broader issues. And, and I would assume that it goes beyond the, uh, and not that these are simple questions, but the, the re, but the commonplace questions, I would say, about when life actually ends and, you know, what one can do uh, at the very end of a loved one's life, you know, whether they're allowed or not to do or are not allowed to do certain things. Those questions, of course, I would assume are prevalent among the halachic decisors that you consult with, that community members consult with. But the organization, Amatai, deals with a lot more than just that, probably categories that, frankly, we as regular people who aren't involved in these things don't really think about. Yeah, that's part of the idea, and we called it Ematai from the Mishnah Trikya Avoti Blochshav Ematai. If not now, when? We want to upstream the conversations because you're absolutely right that most people think about end of life care issues and they think about the questions of ventilators or do not resuscitate orders, DNRs, things like this. And of course, those are important questions, but those are sort of acute crisis management questions many times. Right. And what we've learned from experience is that it's so much better if you can upstream those conversations a little bit earlier and anticipate a bit about where things might be headed so that way family members don't have to make decisions in a crisis mode. And they feel much more comfortable that they know, for example, what their loved one might have wanted in such a scenario. Rabbi Doctor, so, you know, those aren't easy conversations to have. Of course. Yeah, that's an understatement. Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Brody's with us. Uh, Amatai, the name of the organization. So, I mean, this, of course, begs the question. I'm sure many listening are now asking themselves the same thing. At what point should people be in touch with your organization? Is the organization uh, out there on a community level educating people through lectures and other means? Is the organization there to, again, help people in these unique situations when different things come up? When do they turn to you? All of the above. I mean, we're here for real-time consults in crisis mode. We can do general consultations when people understand they have some part of the healthcare situation, but there's no acute question. But we're really also trying to get people to discuss these things earlier. Our newest initiative is called Nativot. It's a new halachic advanced healthcare directive and conversation guide. It's one of these things that really anyone above the age of 18 should have filled out to designate who your proxy would be if you can't speak for yourself. But certainly people over the age of 50 which is sort of a classic halachic age for these types of planning, should fill out one of these forms. So that way your healthcare providers know you want your healthcare decisions to be made according to Jewish law and custom. And your family knows who should be making the final decisions and uh, when appropriate, who's the rabbi they want to consult. These are all types of things that people can plan a bit ahead for and they'd be much more prepared. Right. Well, 
it's all now now I'm getting a much better idea of what's going on here I mean if uh, preparation is of course the key uh, we need to be prepared for all eventualities and you've just listed some uh, important ones that we need to consider and I'm sorry for going back always to the organ donation example but obviously you and your organization have a certain expertise when it comes to that uh, just like uh, just like uh, doctors uh, and other officials you know it's much easier for them if God forbid something happens at a moment's notice to make a decision if they know what you've already decided so too if, if the decision has already been made whether it's months before or years before about which rabbi to consult which relative has jurisdiction over the case etc 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 it just makes everyone's life easier absolutely and you know unfortunately many families get broken sometimes permanently over disputes about what to do uh, i've heard countless cases like this and that's the last thing that anyone should want for themselves or their family. So taking your time to talk a bit about these issues and clarifying these things in advance is just protecting your own interest and your family's interest in a very profound level. Yeah, understood. All right, so the call to action for everybody. First of all, as you just recommended, the Nativote Directive is something that every individual over 18 and certainly couples and families should take a look at. And I guess there's an official registration system. Am I right? Yes, it's a very simple form on amatai.org. It's a really user-friendly document, easy to fill out. And we have a you know hotline and consultation, all of those other things, to help people with the form or any other issues they might have. And are you doing, I mean, are you actively uh, going around to different communities and spreading the word, not only for the purposes of keeping your organization, you know, fluid and going, but in, just in terms of education? Uh, are rabbis inviting you into synagogues nationwide to talk about these issues and make their communities more aware of this? Absolutely. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in various communities this past uh, spring and Coming up this fall, I'll be in Manhattan and Toronto, Los Angeles, Hollywood, Florida, a whole other bunch of places as well. And we're organizing healthcare fairs. There's a lot of interest amongst rabbis, and not just rabbis, about community members right. who struggle with these issues in the past and want to make it better for themselves and their family members and their community members. By the way, I got to make this as easy as possible for everybody. Let me spell out the website so people can log on and uh, follow the instructions, the directives, if you will, that we've been discussing this morning. The website is amatai.org, E-M-A-T-A-I.org, E-M-A-T-A-I.org. And those of you who would like someone to come speak in your community, those of you who would like more information, certainly those of you who want the Nativote Directive that we discussed, it's all there on the website. Also, Dr. Brody, we should mention, I mean, we, we don't have to mention names. People can go to the website and see themselves. <laughs> but we should mention that you have a very, very prominent list of medical personnel and rabbinic leaders that are behind your effort. And I and that can't be overlooked. A lot of people always question, you know, who, who is it that halachically agrees with what Amatai is doing? Who is it that medically agrees with what Amatai Matai is doing, and you've put together quite a list on both uh, on both fronts. Thank you. Yeah, it's something that we're really proud of. That we're trying to create a healthy discourse between the medical community and the rabbinic community. Uh, there's no, unfortunately, sometimes, particularly in end of life care issues, there's a bit of a struggle or conflict between doctors and Orthodox families on these issues, and we want to sort of remove that type of barrier. And many of our rabbis and our rabbinic board, in fact, are themselves uh, MDs, like Rabbi Dr. Aaron Glatt, right. Rabbi Alvin Steinberg, Rabbi Eddie Reichman. 
are really significant people who have expertise in both areas. And that's certainly part of the goal of what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. Um, a very impressive list. Anybody can go to the website, check it out, and I recommend that you do. It's all about planning ahead, everybody. It's all about planning ahead. A lot of areas of life that we have to encourage the young people and certainly those in our generations, uh, the older folks, who have got to make sure to plan ahead and to, uh, uh, to be um, uh, in front of these issues um, as life goes on because you never know what life is going to throw at you. Uh, go to amatai.org, E-M-A-T-A-I.org. Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Brody has told us that in addition to all the information that's available on the site uh, and in the Tivot Directive, etc., there's also real-time consultation that you can initiate by going to the site. And that's, I guess, generally for emergency situations, but not necessarily. There could be a pressing issue. It's not necessarily an emergency, but it might be urgent, and you need to follow up on it as soon as possible. Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Brody, anything else you'd like to add, sir? I just want to say that, you know, these are sometimes it's difficult for people to talk about these issues, but if you're doing it with your family, with an organization, as communities, if we can all you know, work together to create these conversations, we're going to help save and improve a lot of people's lives. So it's, a, it's an important cause, and I feel privileged to be part of it. Yeah, and a lot of people who hesitate because they, they, they don't even know if anybody responsible endorses it. In your case, you could safely tell people these are the rabbis and the medical personnel that are behind us, and that's going to make them feel a lot, lot more comfortable. Information, everybody, amatai.org, E-M-A-T-A-I. Dot org. The executive director of the organization is Dr. Shlomo Brody. Uh, Rabbi Brody, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great to be with you. Thanks again. Appreciate that. Continued success in all your efforts. More coming up. It's a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
המזרח מאיר לנו את השמיים כל מה שהיה עבר נשכח אני ממשיך בינתיים מתעורר פתאום ולא מתוך חלום ומתבונן בעולם לרגע כל כך הרבה עברנו בחיים או אלוקים מתמודד במחשבות מחפש את Chaim Yisrael Itala Vidani B'Sha'ot Achik Tanot here at JM in the AM Wraps up hour number two for us Coming up at hour number three The Kedushas Levi is out The classic work by the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev uh, is out. It's an art scroll release. You can go order it now. Uh, make sure to get your major discount and free shipping by using promo code radio. Every time you go to artscroll.com, you know the rule. Make sure to use promo code radio. Maisha Silk, general editor of Kedushas Levy, is going to join us coming up. It's the Vayikra through Dvarim that's out, by the way. Gracious Shmos, I'm told, is going to be coming out in the future day. We could find out from Maisha Silk when we speak with him coming up here at JM and the AM. Uh, Kedushas Levi, what's it all about? What do we learn from Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev? We'll find out when Maisha Silk joins us in the 8 o'clock hour coming up here at JM and the AM. Mazal tov to Mark Zamek. Tomorrow night he uh, presents the 300th episode of the Erev Shabbos Show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Mayor Fertig is in tomorrow. I have yard side for my mother tonight. So Mayor Fertig is in tomorrow. And he'll be speaking with Mark about this incredible milestone tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow night to the Arab Shabbos show. Coming up later today, it's the uh, Yossi Zweig Wednesday Live Lunch. Again, Yossi Zweig Wednesday Live Lunch. That's happening today starting at 12 noon, excuse me, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the Nahum Siegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Mazel Tov, 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 Mazel
Oh, my God. 
J.M. in the A.M. Tana DeVay done by Isaac Honig on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Sue Sharon was from Nachas. Ellie Marcus had Mazel Tov. Oh, we get to wish a Mazel Tov to Maisha Silk. He deserves a big Mazel Tov. You know, many of you out there know that our next guest, um, Maisha Silk, was a member of the United States government. Pretty prominent position, to say the least. Um... He um, served as Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for International Markets under President Trump. He's an expert in Chinese law and finance. Previously, he was Deputy Assistant Secretary from uh, the mid-2017 to mid-2019. But the Mazel Tov that we're giving him this morning has nothing to do with government or any of those international accomplishments. Well, although that's not true, we can consider this an international accomplishment. Maisha Silk is the, uh, the man recognized as the general editor who led a team of Torah scholars through the process of bringing us Kedushas Levi. Kedushas Levi, the classic work by the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, is now translated, is now elucidated. The Vayikra through Dvarim volume is the first one. If I have this right, our friends at Art Scroll reminded me, Vayikra through Dvarim, the one I have in my hand, is the first one to come out. You can actually order it right now. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Again, artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Vayikra through Dvarim, and we'll find out from Maisha Silk when we can expect Bracious and Shmos. But the classic work of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev is now so much easier for all of us to pursue. And we owe that debt of gratitude to Moshe Silk, who's with us live via telephone. Uh, welcome to JM in the AM and Mazel Tov to you. Morning, Nachum. Great to be with you as always. And, and thank you so much for your very kind words. I, I can't imagine that this took a few weeks or even a few months. I would imagine that uh, uh, for some, this could be a lifelong pursued when did you start uh with the thought of bringing us the english-speaking audience and those who need the translation and and more elucidation the amazing hasidic classic work of Ravlevi yitzchak of berdichev well nachum it was a it was a short 30-year journey <laughs> um it's it's it started it started in the in the back of a of a small red lada in 1995, in the summer of 1995, when I was visiting Kivret Tzadikim, I went to my ancestral town of Nadvorna um, and a couple of other cities. We, of course, had to stop in Mezhibizh and uh, to see the Balshemtov and, and Berdichev to see the Kedushas Levi. The, the Ner Neshama in, in his Tzion was, was not lit, and that bothered me immensely. I tried as hard as I could to sort it out. I was not successful and I figured if I couldn't get the wick to light at his tzion, then let me try to shine the light of his words uh, into the world through an English translation of his great book. So it started in 95. Um, we went through many different phases. At that time, I was living in Hong Kong. Um, I hired a couple of, um, of great partners, translators, Rabbi um, Laser Danzinger and Rabbi Moshe Wisniewski. Later on, Rabbi Shalom Weinberg joined the team. Uh, we had a legion of uh, proofreaders and uh, source checkers uh, and editors. Um, I, I had to work with me when I was uh, uh, on my former job as a, a partner of the firm of Allen and Overy every day of the week. 
that I was in the office. And of course, uh, it, it, it was with me at Treasury. And uh, it's gone from Berdichev to Hong Kong to Borough Park to Washington and back to Borough Park. And here we are. My gosh. So, so when you see this final product, and, I, and I'm privileged, I'm one of the first, you know, to, to, to actually hold it in hand. When you've seen this final product, it, it, it must literally be a tremendous celebration for you. I, I was at art school yesterday, Rabbi Shia Brander, who has been a, an immense support um, and is the, the graphic and content wizard uh, and partner behind this volume, uh, took me into the, into the print and binding room yesterday along with my lovely wife, Yocheved, and, uh, and we got the first copy off of the press, and, and in response, Nachum, I'm still unpacking the emotions. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a long journey, but... We just to clarify, all three volumes are coming out at once. Uh. Uh, volume three, which has the you know the present parshas, is is with you. But all three are coming out in a beautiful slip cover, and they will be in stores on Monday. I love it. I, I knew I got that wrong. I tried to remember exactly <laughs> what Rabbi Zlotowitz told me, but that but in, but in fact, you're correct. <laughs> and that is everybody that Vayikra through Dvarim that I have in hand is part of a three volume set, Bracious. Shmos and Vayikra through Dvarim, uh, which, as you just heard, will be available Monday. And again, as we recommend, go to artscroll.com and make sure to use promo code radio. Moshe Silk is with us live via telephone. Now, I, I have to imagine that when Artscroll or any great publisher, you know, um, embarks on, and I know that this is your project, you know, obviously in partnership with them, but I, I've had this experience where I've seen. Um, some of the greats from, you know, Art Scrolls staff say that that this, not in reference to this work, but I'm saying in general, they'll say this is a very difficult book to translate. And that will weigh on them whether the entire process, you know, they have to think, you know, is it worthwhile, the pursuit? And, and if it's difficult to translate, will the translation be sufficient, et cetera, et cetera. Is this work, Kedushas Levy, essentially a difficult work to translate into English? Um, <clears throat> the work um, brings the, the concept of the term Lefum Tsar to a whole new level, Nachum. Uh, <clears throat> my response is that it's, it, uh, it was near impossible. Wow. And uh, without my great team and, and without the, the guidance um, from Rabbi Sherman and, and Brander, we would not have been able to do it. What, what I would like to say um, is that we've produced a volume that um, is up to the standards that Ravshia Brander set for us on day one, which was that it, it w should not and it could not be just a translation. It had to be a rendering um, of the content that was accessible and readable and would enable even the uninitiated to be able to go through what we've put in on the printed page in a manner like that person would be sitting in a shear. So we not only translated the actual words of the Caduceus Levy, where necessary within that translation, we elucidated. Um, and then where necessary beyond that, where there were concepts that needed to be unpacked, in between pieces of the translation, yeah. we added further clarification, and it's laid out in a manner so artfully by, by Rabbi Brander 
that it reads in the in a perfect flow, very easy on the eye. You know, last night, I mean, in preparation for today, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to look at you know this week's parsha. Obviously, I mean, this goes through you know from Vayikra through Dvarim and it has special sections on Tuba Av and Rosh Hashanah, etc., etc., etc. And uh, so I'm looking at Re'e, and you know there there are many comments <laughs> that we have had uh, over the centuries regarding the first pasuk of this week's parsha. There is I'm not going to go through it now or read it at the moment, but there is a depth, there is a depth to the presentation just on this pasuk that is so unbelievable that you know it, it, it may I mean again it's inspiring, makes you think as you just described it there's a lot of unpacking going on as you just go through the layers that he's pre- he's presenting in the caduceus Levy. and I think that's one good example. I don't know if you had a chance to look yet at, at this week, but I think that's a really good example of this it um it it certainly is and um the layers and the dimensions of the safer are extraordinary, Nachum, and I, I would just make one observation in line with what you've just said. Um, it is a Sefer that um, ponders the, the great uh, mysteries of Briasa Oilam, the, the creation, um, but so much of the work um, speaks to the person um, at the very basic and the very practical level. Mm. Um, one needs only to skim through any, any parasha, um, any one of the, the Torah thoughts that are there, and they will find practical guidance on the Voidus and Yeras Hashem. People will find practical guidance on the Muna, on Tefillah. You will be astounded um, by the very down-to-earth um, uh, guidance and inspiration that the Kedushas Levi provides on our daily Avoida, how to overcome adversity, um, what the approach to simple faith ought to be. It, it sounds like everybody on their level, that somebody who's on a more, you know, uninitiated, simpler level is going to gain from it. And obviously those who are much more scholarly or have a much stronger background, they'll also gain, but possibly on a different level of understanding. There's no question about it. There is content there that is uh, 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 very aptly reflects on um, the breadth of scholarship of the Caduceus Levy, ranging from his mastery of Nister um, to his, his great command of all of the sources of Nigla, um, put forth in a manner that, that I believe the, the great Berdichaber wanted to, uh, to do, which is to, to help each and every one of us in a very practical way uh, be a better person and a better Yid um, with uh, with stronger um, and more impactful avoida. Maisha Silk is with us live via telephone, general editor of the brand new Kedushas Levi, the classic work of Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev, which is now translated by the expert team that uh, Maisha Silk described and elucidated by that team. Uh, and it's available now, as we said, through our friends at Artscroll. Uh, the entire set available this Monday in a beautiful slipcase, the entire set, Bracious through Devarim, Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. So now, who is Rablevi Yitzchak of Bardichev? I mean, how would you, do, you know, look, you, you've come across in this generation a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of leaders, a lot of rabbinic leaders, people from our faith, other faith, and everybody has their strength. Everybody has their angle. Everybody has their ability to, you know, direct people in a certain way with a certain philosophy, etc. Is the Kedushas Levi a Balmusser? Is the Kedushas Levi a, a great Torah Rebbe? W- w- who was the Kedushas Levi? 
The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to unpack that just a little bit, um, you know, at the beginning of the volume, Nachum, uh, I wrote a, a, a rather lengthy introduction. A lot of it focuses on the Caduceus Levy himself, on <clears throat> his life, <clears throat> excuse me, and his scholarship. And the one um, very unique aspect of the Caduceus Levy that, that I found and, and still amazes me um, is his strong desire to walk the golden mean. And what I mean by that is that um, to put matters in context, you know, the Caduceus Levy lived at a time when the, the Hasidic movement was just taking root. Right. Um, he was one of the, the Talmudim of the first Talmudim of the Balshamta. So it's relatively early days. He was born into a, a, a holy traditional family, a family that approached learning in the traditional manner of, of Talmud and, uh, and, and classical sources. Um, it was not until his early 20s that he was exposed to the Hasidic movement in his interactions with the Rebbe Reb Shmuel Shmelka of Nicholsburg. Um, his father-in-law, um, who was a staunch uh, traditionalist, uh, was very opposed to his son-in-law, who was known as an Eloi um, in the classical sources, um, was very opposed to his son-in-law, um, maybe Yitzchak, going and, and uh, um, meeting with and, uh, and learning from the Nicholsburger because of the, 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 the novelty and the lack of acceptance of, of this new movement. The Berditschever staged a hunger strike for two days until his schwer caved in and, uh, and then slowly um, became a Talmud of the Nicholsburger and, and others, uh, other leaders of the Hasidic movement at the time. And he was very committed and of the view that he could walk the golden mean between traditional core learning and the new found thoughts and approaches of the Hasidic movement. Right. It cost him 20 years of Akmas Nefesh. He mm -hmm. suffered extraordinary indignities, lived through a lot of machloikas until he finally ended up in Berdichev, where he spent the last 25 years of his life. But in a word of Nachem, the Berdichever the is all of the above. Um, he's a traditionalist. Um, he, he, he has an approach of, uh, of Nister. He, uh, he, he is, of course, a great Hasidic master. And I don't believe that he saw the variations or the gradations of, um, uh, of, of, of those that were living in a world of just strictly black and white. He was somebody that saw the world in very bright colors, um, and tried to, to spread a, a, a word um, of, of basic faith and basic avoidance to, to everybody that he could touch in a manner that he felt was important to that person. Yeah. And, that, and that manner, frankly, is quite popular today. I'm not saying on his level, but you know, trying to you know, strike that balance, so to speak, is a pretty popular way of, of approaching a Torah life today. Uh, could well be. Um, it, we we have we have a lot of uh, great leaders today that that are that push a middle path, and of course we're blessed blessed with a lot of folks at yeah. at each of the extremes, and that's the greatness of our of our way of life, right? You know what's interesting? I it, he has a. I mean, it's it's throughout the entire safer. 
and, and, and you'd expect it from, you know, somebody who, who we do regard, in fact, as a balmusser and somebody who inspires us to, to improve ourselves. But humility is, uh, and, and, and frankly, all these sincere, and I believe they all are, all the sincere Hasidic, Hasidic rabbeim of the centuries, you know, always stressed this and behaved in this manner. And that's humility. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you'd agree with me that humility is one of the foundations of, you know, what he discusses in terms of how to improve oneself as a human being and as a Jew, right? And, and frankly, you, you've spent time, you know, and, and are recognized prominently for the time you spent in a city, in an area, in a section of, uh, of life that is not known for its humility. And, I, <laughs> and of course, I'm referring to Washington. And, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if that... <laughs> if that's difficult, when when you, uh, as a as a practicing Jew and someone who's you know rightfully influenced by works like this, understand what the you know one of the basic foundations of life needs to be, and you are surrounded by exactly the opposite. It's uh, it's a very interesting point, Nachum. Um, it's uh, it's a little bit more challenging for me to make the point that I want to make right now. Um, because of the the medium that we're speaking through, which is radio. But if we were in visual form, the audience would be able to see that I am rather noticeably Jewish. Um, I have a beard. I have a mustache. I wear a black hat. I wear a black suit. I wear a white shirt and a tie. Um, And that was the uniform that I kept and have always kept in the workplace um, for, for every day that I was in Washington. When I walked into the White House, I was wearing that uniform. When I walked past the Secret Service every day of the week to get to my office at Treasury, I was wearing that uniform. When I sat in the Situation Room in the White House talking about matters of of national security, that was my uniform. And I knew always that because of the image that I projected, all eyes were on me, Uh, every word, every movement. And it created a, a very, very high degree of pressure because I knew, Nachum, that any word that I would say, any movement that I would make was the difference between a Kiddush Hashem and a Chilul Hashem. So you're absolutely right on the humility point. At the same time, though, when one needs to speak up, they speak up. And as long as one is, is speaking up in a manner that is respectful but, but is, is a correct position and is the right position, there's no reason uh, not not to speak one's mind, um, and I, I believe that that people respected me for that. Oh, um, and I give a lot of thanks to the Kedushas Levi, my rebbes, and other influencers for ensuring that that what comes out of my mouth and what did come out of my mouth and the thought processes uh, were guided in in the right way to ensure that we we realized impact. And ah, these are the influencers we should be paying attention to. The Kedushas Levy is a good influencer for our teenagers and adults. Very good. I didn't even think of I, that. I, the- I, 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 I would say before, before, before the, the, the vast number of them, yes. Yeah. I would agree. A hundred percent. Before everybody turns to all the chefs and all the people doing crazy stuff on social media, why not turn to the real Influencer, the Kedushas Levy is an example. And by the way, I wasn't questioning your humility. I mean, the, you know, your your reputation precedes you in terms of how you represented our people and the one above in, in, in sensitive situations. So I wasn't questioning that. I'm just wondering if there's a frustration when you're when you're literally in the midst of an ego driven 
uh, arena. That's where you are. You're in Washington. You're surrounded. And again, I'm not saying that there's some good people there. I'm not saying there aren't. But there's a lot of ego and a lot of, uh, you know, efforts to, to promote oneself in that arena. And I, and I wonder if, you know, when you are paying careful attention to your own humility, uh, I wonder if that's frustrating, you know, w- watching that game go on around you. Well, Nachum, first of all, no, no, I'm not taken as such. And I, I thank you for bringing the point out. I have a very simple observation. I didn't pay attention to it. Ah, that's good. <laughs> um, if, what, that's if, good. if one were to pay attention to it, there'd be no time in the day um, to, uh, to get any work done, uh, let alone think about the work that needed to get done. And I was very, very mission-focused and outcome-focused, and I didn't let any of the funny business or monkey business get in the way. And I think that a lot of folks respected me for that. I, I hope you don't mind if I go a, a little bit further off, but uh, on a tangent, but I have this unique opportunity to speak with you in this public forum. Um, how much do you worry about the future of, uh, of this country? Uh, you've been on the inside. Uh, you are a faith-based person, probably uh, associated with few of those, I would assume. Um, uh, while you were working in Washington, I think faith-based people in general have a different approach uh, to, to you know uh, to what their um, uh, policies and values are. Not not always aligned uh, with those who are you know now in control or who or who like to exhibit um, control on certain issues in Washington. Uh, do you? And, and I'm not talking now about the the China-U.S. relationship, which I know you're an expert at, and <laughs> that would really be unfair for me to start a conversation about that with you right now this morning. Uh, but just in general, do you, do you worry about the future of this country because you've met a lot of people whose values differ from ours? I, I am very worried, uh, and I'm, I'm very hopeful. Um, I'm, I'm worried because, uh, and, and the worry and the hope is not limited to just the United States. I'm talking about the United States as a part of the world. Right. We, we don't operate in a vacuum, right? No man is an island. Right. Um, but I, I am very worried by what I see in the States and what I see globally. Uh, politically, um, the, the, the extremes are, are, the different ends of the, the pole are, are growing farther and farther apart. Uh, in extreme uh, degrees, um, the the economy and the global financial markets are are not in a great place. Particularly, our domestic economy, um, with with inflation um, and interest rates where they are, um, and 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 there's the uh, the, the degree of uh, social unrest that we see um, is is greater than than perhaps we've ever seen in the world, and it's not limited to to the United States. If one were just, uh, if somebody were just tuning in right now and heard me talking, they might think that I was talking about Israel as opposed to the United States. And we're seeing that in, in so many countries of the world. Um, if we, if we drown out, uh, the noise, um, and focus on, on what's important, um, then I, I believe that there is hope. We've got some, some great candidates that have put their, their hat in the ring for, uh, 24. Um, and, and I think that if we can get the very type of person that you just described, uh, to bring stability and to bring normalcy back to the agenda and the approach, um, we will, we will stand a chance of, uh, of, of bringing ourselves, uh, and the country back into, uh, 
a moderate, more even keel that's that's more growth oriented and that's more oriented towards stability. Do you blame the business owner who pays $5 to create a product for taking it to China so he can pay, he or she could pay $1 to make that product? Uh, listen, the markets, uh, the markets should take care of themselves. And if somebody could compensate on the production cost side, then, 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 then by all means, right. um, if, uh, if taking uh, production to China means that one is taking uh, production on a uh, on an item or a, uh, a a material that impacts on on national security. So then then I have views, uh, and and there are a lot of examples relating to critical minerals, relating to what's going into solar panels, uh, relating to silicon chips, so on and so forth. Um, but if it is a pure economic play, then I see I see no reason why people shouldn't do that, and that is the very reason why. When I was in government, the administration worked so hard on onshoring and near, nearshoring to make sure that our markets, production markets, and our neighboring friendly production markets in Central and South America were far more economically competitive so that people would have choices for, for lower cost manufacturing far closer to home without presenting uh, logistic challenges and and uh, political challenges. I love clear thinking, and you're a great Balmazbir, and I appreciate that. Um, Maisha Silk is with us live via telephone. He, as general editor, has led a team of Torah scholars with a partnership with our friends at ArtScroll to create the classic work of the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak Berdichev, uh, translated and elucidated. He didn't create it. The Caduceus Levy created it, but he led the team that translated it and elucidated it. You know, I'm wondering if, if you've ever wondered about the format, and I always I always wonder about these things, and obviously a Parsha format, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a good way to sell a work. You know, that it, it makes sense, and that's why uh, many people, you know, w- will go ahead and pursue what they have to tell the public through a Parsha or around the year format. But Caduceus Levy, I think you have to admit, with with its goals in mind of inspiring us, could have been, uh, you know, done in sections on different topics, could have been done on sections with different uh, Musser approaches, etc., etc. Do you uh, wonder why the Parsha uh, format was the one that he pursued? And, and what do you think of it as a format to present his ideas? It the, the the work was printed in 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 very traditional form that uh, that that prevailed at at that time and and now um, the the origin of the work was that the, the Rebbe Levi Yitzchak would would speak Torahs uh, they would be recorded by his either his children or his Talmidim uh, and then they would be presented back to him for editing before they went into uh, went into print. And those Torahs were given on a weekly basis. Right. Um, and so it, it only makes sense that they would be printed in that order. We, we took the Muadim section, the section that governs festivals, and we, we inserted those, those portions uh, chronologically to where they would generally fall out uh, in, the, in the Parsha order. Um, so that was our thinking on that. But in order to address the point that you made, Nachum, about finding things, um, finding uh, uh, gems in this in this vast treasure trove, mm-hmm. um, we spent a lot of time 
on a subject index and a source index. The source index alone is 30 pages, Wow. three columns. And uh, the subject index is, I think, a good 10 pages. So I, I'm, I'm wholly confident that anybody that picks up the Safer um, will, will have very good keys and, and navigation tools to find what they need quickly. In addition, I'd like to note that there are a lot of people and families that took an interest in making sure that this work came to life. It's obvious that there are many others, not just you and your family, that understand the uh, the the importance of Kedusha's Levy and the critical uh, pursuit of getting it out to the public. Um, I, I, I carried this project um, from inception until a couple of years ago when I saw that we were um, very close to the end stage uh, of production editing. And it was at that time that I went out and I, I spoke mainly to friends of mine and acquaintances. Um, and I'm, I'm so very humbled and, and happy and appreciative that I have so many great partners, all of whom are listed at the front of the, of the work, right. um, who, who participated, great people, great leaders, great scholars, um, I, I've, I've written about each of them in the acknowledgments. Um, we, we had a, a, a very good um, sponsorship for the first two volumes, which we were originally intending to put out first. And then as production moved along and the calendar moved along, we are where we are and we're coming out now in Devorum with the whole set. Um, but the third volume, uh, there are still many sponsorships available and, and uh, we would, of course, be be very happy to have have partners phenomenal just uh, an incredible work and what an accomplishment and uh, it is so wonderful to speak with you and i i i don't know if it's a sigh of relief or i don't know if it's just a big smile of pride but through the telephone i could tell that uh, you're very happy to be at this stage and it's very satisfying to see this as you described literally be on the shelves this coming weekend well, Nachum, I think what you're hearing in the first instance is, is my being so ecstatic about the opportunity to speak with you again. <laughs> I had such a great time on the Amudim program, but, but yes, you, you are also hearing um, happiness and relief. But to be very, very honest, you know, they say the best ligand is the dynamis, the best lie is the absolute truth. I, I, from yesterday, when I was with Rabbi Brander at the production uh, floor, I, I still... I'm not able to uh, to unpack everything yet. Um, I'm happy. I'm relieved. Um, but I'm I'm processing, and we've got a lot a lot of work still to do. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm I'm on an upswing, and I'm counting on this this energy from the boost of of finally coming out to carry through the the whole of the launch. It's funny when you say a lot of work to do. I I also feel I have a lot of work to do because, uh, I mean, in addition to having the honor of being a spokesman for so many great things that ArtScroll does, in this case, and any time we have a situation like this where there's a work that everybody can benefit from, this is not one of those things where you say it's not for the scholarly and it's not one of those things where you say it's not for the people who are on a a more beginner-type level. As you described earlier, it's for everybody, and 
those who pick it up, depending on what level they're on, they will gain uh, inspiration and the tremendous guidance on that level. And I think it's such an important message to 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 uh, to, to um, leave with everybody this morning. Uh, one of the reasons we're recommending it so highly, everybody, is it's really for everybody. So you can go to artscroll.com. It's called Kedushas Levi. As you heard, the entire set is going to be uh, available uh, this coming Monday. And obviously, you can order it right now and uh, start enjoying it on a weekly basis, daily basis, however you incorporate it into your life. And the person responsible for bringing it all together is Maisha Silk. Uh, what, what a pleasure to speak with you this morning. I, uh, and I appreciate you taking time to discuss Washington and China a bit as well. My great pleasure, Nachum, as always. It's, it's great to speak with you and, and great to be on your show. I'm very honored, and I, I thank you very much. A pleasure. And Hatzlach Rabban, Mazal Tov, and uh, what can I say? This is uh, uh, an incredible work, and uh, obviously now you've had the privilege of bringing it to the masses now that it's translated and elucidated in the way that it is. Kedushas Levi, everybody. Can't recommend it highly enough. Go to artsgirl.com and a very big thank you to Maisha Silk, not just for being general editor of uh, the team and the project that brought Kedusha's Levy to us, to the English-speaking audience, but uh, for joining us this morning at JM in the AM as well. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.
So let the music start. Put some joy into your heart. Come on and sing along. Join me in this simcha song. Happiness is so unique to lift your soul up to succeed. So come and join us now. One, two, three, go.
JM in the AM with Aton Katz wrapping things up for us on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Don't forget, Yessi Zweig with a Wednesday live lunch is starting at 12 noon Eastern time here on the Nahum Siegel Network. That's 12 noon Eastern time for the Wednesday live lunch. Mayor Furtick tomorrow, I thank him. Uh, my mother's yard site's tonight, so I'll be taking off tomorrow morning. Thank you, Mayor Furtick. He will be joined at some point by Mark Zamek, and they'll be celebrating the 300th episode of the Arab Shabbos show, which uh, begins its first airing at 7 p.m. tomorrow night here on the Nahum Siegel Network. So that's pretty exciting, to say the least. All brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And uh, Friday, I'm back starting at 6 a.m., so make sure to join us for that. Enjoy all of our incredible schedule on Wednesday and Thursday. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM. And big thank you to Rabbi Brody. Big thank you to uh, Maisha Silk. Don't forget, order the book from Artscroll. Go to Artscroll.com. You want the Kedushas Levy. It's not a book. It's a whole set. Kedushas Levy. It's in English. Order it from Artscroll. Go to Artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your major discount and free shipping. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you. Well, not till tomorrow. Till Friday, Nachum Segal reminding you. Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.